At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We begin hour number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard here for the next hour. And Pritch, when you look ahead and try to forecast the MVP race in the NFL, <laughs> remember all the geniuses on social media have all figured this out. Early right. in the year is Josh Allen. We gave away that award like after week five. Well, that didn't exactly work out. Kyler Murray was a lock to win this thing for a while. That didn't exactly mm-hmm. work out. And then, well, you just give it to old man Brady because every time he goes out, he just sets another record. And then the Saints happened last right. week. And then the guy they don't want to give it to is the defending reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers because they think it might set a bad precedent for a guy who missed a game because he was immunized. Mm-hmm. Right? And they get the politics <laughs> into the NFL. But he is now the co-favorite at plus 150 with Tom Terrific at plus 150. There's some other names on this board before we try to forecast who we actually think will ultimately get a an award that's voted on right. by your peers. So you got to remember that, the context of that, mm-hmm. that sometimes who you like, who you don't like. You're seeing this with baseball and whether or not Barry Bonds is going to get in, but David, David Ortiz will. There are politics at play of course. on a voted on award. So it's not just you can say, look at the numbers, and that's who wins mm-hmm. it, right? Jonathan Taylor's 12 to 1. I say again, JT is 12 to 1. Okay. I know it's normally an annual quarterback award, right? It's like the new Heisman in the NFL. But is there value there at 12 to 1 for a guy to your numbers, Pritch, that is not that far away from getting 2,000 yards? Absolutely, there's value. Um, I, I think about it as 
it's a narrative award. Yes. Uh, so who's going to generate the momentum? Like you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, did he lose momentum because of the immunized thing and the PR <laughs> hit that he took? Yeah, but I think he's gaining it back, obviously, because he, he's right there at plus 150. Obviously, the narrative is increasing about him and, and what he's doing with the Green Bay Packers. Tom Brady, the narrative just continues with this guy because of his age and what he's doing. 44. Uh, yep, he's on the, on the cusp of winning another Super Bowl, perhaps. You know, depends on what happens down the stretch. And then look at Patrick Mahomes. As the Chiefs have improved, even though it's been more defensive. He was 66-1 to before they sure. started their run. But now he's 11-1 because of the narrative. It's mm. not like his stats have no. jumped off the page. So let's get to Jonathan Taylor. And then we saw Matthew Stafford last time. I mean, look, he's got a lot of stars out there. I don't know if he has a narrative by himself. Jonathan Taylor has a narrative by himself. Now, when you look, think about the MVP and running backs, you got to get 2,000 yards, right? Jonathan Taylor is averaging 132 yards a game. He's got three games left. If he does that, puts him right about 400 yards for the season. He's at 15, 18 That'll put him at, what, 1,900 yards, wow. right? You think Frank Gregg would try to get there because that is a magical number. So that gets interesting. I, I think, okay, first of all, if you're the Colts, you want to get to the playoffs. You, you definitely want to do that. Um, but if 2,000 yards is the benchmark uh, for the narrative for a running back to win MVP, I, I think it's in reach, and here's why. Uh, in 1998, we're playing I'm with the Seattle Seahawks, and we're playing the Denver Broncos. Okay. And this is the year that Terrell Davis went over 2,000 yards. Oh. So I'm sitting there in Mile High Stadium on the Seahawks bench watching the Denver Broncos feed Terrell Davis. He had 178 yards <laughs> against us in that game. That was the last game of the year. Last game of the year. It was the Broncos in 98. I think they won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Uh, so it was important for them to get 2,000 yards. It was important for TD to get 2,000 yards. And win the MVP. And win it. Well, yeah, I mean, it, that comes with it, right? And so what I'm saying about Taylor and, and the value at 12-1, to 1, I can see Frank Reich doing that. I mean, this is a team. It's a, it's a community team, too, the Colts. Mm -hmm. You see that on Hard Knocks. Uh, and records like this and, and the guy that Taylor is and the fact that he could win MVP, uh, I, I think it's in, within reach right here. It, will there be any knockoff because it's the first time we're having a 17-game season? Will people even fully grasp it, or does it kind of sneak into the ether there? Oh, 2,000 yards is 2,000 mm -hmm. yards. Do you well, think that will play into it at all? I think it's a individual season award more so than the whole career thing. I think from a career standpoint, maybe when you factor in 17 games, right. everything got, kind of gets skewed. But in an individual year, in a regular season, everybody's stats is going to get skewed this year. Right. I mean, you got quarterbacks that are going to have 17 games, and uh, why would you hold it against past players that had 16 games in a regular season, though? Now, from a career standpoint, I get it. I get the argument uh, whether or not you have more games. I mean, you had in the 70s, they played 14 regular season right. games, right? And so all those records are out the window. But When O.J. Uh, Simpson's putting up 2003 in a 14-game right. season. Right, 14 games. I mean, crazy to think about, right? right. So, uh, no, I, I think from a career standpoint, yeah, that's an argument, but not a strong one. But in an individual season, when you're talking about a regular season MVP, uh, I don't think it holds water. Yeah, I think you're, you're right on. And I think 12-1, to 1, there is value there. And it also goes against that narrative at the beginning of the year where running is, is a defeatist way to, mm -hmm. to play football. Right. I think that can spin that narrative back on, on its axis as well. So we'll see at JT at 12-1 to 1, if there's value there. We mentioned Brady. We look at the Buccaneers as they take on the Panthers on the road on Sunday, laying 11 in this game here. And the interesting part of a two-way conversation here, as the Bucs with that 
humiliating loss being shut out at home mm -hmm. to the depleted Saints, 9 nothing, No touchdown scored in the, in the making of that football game, right? And now, all of a sudden, Brady drops to a co-favorite with Aaron Rodgers at plus 150. And, oh, by the way, loses his number one receiver, Chris Godwin, who had over 1,100 yards, led the team in receptions. He gone. <laughs> and then you lose Lenny Fournette, playoff Lenny. He gone. Mm -hmm. And now, I wonder if the narrative can spin back. Can Tom Brady at 44, without weapons, go back and not only win this game, cover a number, get back in the fight for the number one spot in the NFC, which is the only buy, by the way, yeah. in the new playoff system that we're going to have this year. Could that actually work to his benefit for MVP backers at plus money now Sure. without Godwin and Fournette? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's the whole narrative angle in terms of improving the narrative because well, he still has Gronk, though. Uh, if he loses Gronk, then oh the my. Super Bowl chances are out the window to me. But when you got Tom Brady and, and Gronk, uh, and we just saw it last year, how different that team was and what they became Isn't when amazing? Gronk was involved more in offense. And, okay, Antonio Brown, they still got Mike Evans and players like that. They got some running backs. I mean, Bell is going to be there. I don't know how significant he's going to be, but Rojo, uh, Ronald Jones mm -hmm. uh, Jr., I mean, he's, he's decent. But they throw the ball. It's all about Tom Brady anyway. Uh, and that defense, how well can that defense play? I think uh, the linebacker position took a big hit. Uh, so, And then we know about the secondary situation too. So to me, the issues for Tampa is going to be more defensive than offensive because I think Tom Brady still will find a way, especially when you have a Gronk out there. Now, I, I don't like the situation of Tampa laying double digits because all year long when they laid double digits, it's been a challenge for them it has uh, to cover that number. So uh, be careful of that. I'm actually look. I'm, I'm mad at Matt Rule and the Panthers because I took a season over seven, mm -hmm. not going to get seven and a half. That's not going to get there. I took an adjusted line of eight and a half in the summer, and I felt like I was so smart, Fritch, when they were three and zero. I don't feel so smart right now. Okay. So look, I, I do. I'm picking up what you're putting down though with this number on the road here with Tampa Bay, and I think it might be a teasable spot for the Panthers, especially if this gets up to eleven and a half, tease it over seventeen and a half. I kind of like that play more so than trusting the Buccaneers without those weapons we mentioned, a depleted defense. I think it's going to be tougher to get that blowout scenario on the road on Sunday. Let's talk mm -hmm. about the other co-MVP favorite here. That is Aaron Rodgers at plus 150. Uh, they're going to tackle the Browns this weekend on Saturday at home in Green Bay. Packers are 11-3. and three. These are very important football games, not just divisionally because they're trying to get that number one seed overall. So with Brady's narrative of maybe he's got to do more with less now, mm -hmm. are they looking at Rodgers and saying, you do have 17? He's pretty good. you got a hell of a running game and a two-headed monster in the backfield. Maybe Rodgers has more weapons, and so maybe that narrative, they're trying to find one and knock him, not just for the immunized comment, but if they're trying to find a way to knock him for MVP, could it be that, that he's got too much stuff around him? Well, they're essentially the same team they were last year, though, uh, and, and hosted the NFC Championship game. And, okay, Tom Brady was just that much better, or, or the coaching. Uh, either way, you want to frame this one. Sure. Uh, lack of aggressive nature at home when you got Tom Brady and uh, across the field right there and you have Aaron Rodgers but uh, I, I think it continues for Aaron Rodgers who won the MVP last year uh, you know this is a guy without training camp um, it was up in the air during well, the whole offseason and a dismal week one against sure, New Orleans sure. he's a, he's a, we don't even think about Aaron Rodgers for MVP right and now you wake up and you go He's the co-favorite. When you watch him play, though, and here's a narrative. This is what's going to boost him, is when you see guys like Brett Favre talk about he's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. 
Wow. And that's from a Hall of Famer, right? That's from a legendary player. And so His rival. That's the narrative, though. Right? <laughs> right. I'm not going to help Aaron Rodgers, but that's the narrative that I think that can help Aaron Rodgers when you get statements like that from players like that or people that are influential uh, within the league. Yeah, it has uh, weight. It influences, yeah, and influences the way people vote. Uh, to this game against Cleveland here, laying this significant number at home. Again, we don't know the COVID situation for the mm-hmm. Browns. Uh, laying the touchdown here, we're again assuming, and I think it's a, it's a smart move on your part, Pritch, to point out, you have to assume that the guys will play right. until otherwise noted. Because mm-hmm. to your point, the league is now making concerted efforts, at least for vaccinated players, to get them back on the field. Right, right. right. So the, the, literally as we speak, these things are changing. Mm-hmm. These protocols are changing because they do want these guys to play. And I think if you're a Brown, back here you go my goodness we're gonna have to go a second week with Nick Mullins no disrespect to Nick Mullins I thought he played very well but this isn't then determining who's the best football team it's who survives COVID sure and that's not the way you want to determine who the best team is respectively in your division and or your conference absolutely and as we get closer and closer to the playoffs I mean that's vital to the National Football League the playoffs being uh having the integrity yes uh, the shield protect the shield whole thing but uh yeah yeah I mean from a COVID standpoint it's unfortunate but there is an avenue for players to get back on the field, though. And that's why we're going to anticipate again. We, we're, we're not confirming, but mm-hmm. we're anticipating Baker Mayfield to play. And I think that's why you see that number as, quote, low as it looks on your board there at minus seven. Uh, that total right now, about 44 and a half. So not expecting a ton of offense right. based on what we saw from the Browns. This past yeah, game. I mean, the Browns are going to have to rebound from the disappointment from first place, perhaps. Now you're in last place uh, and outside looking in on playoffs. Because you couldn't get a third and three. <laughs> couldn't get a third and three. A bootleg would have been nice. Right? <laughs> if Kevin Stavansky was there, maybe he would have made that call. Uh, Rob Guerrero is going to join us next, a host of SB Nation and Niners Nation. They've got a big one tomorrow night deep in the heart of Tennessee. We'll break down that game. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here in Beeson, the sports betting game. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights of where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over-unders and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. This is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard. And, Pritch, we got some breaking news here in college football, and it's not good news. The Gator Bowl is off, at least for one of the participants. Texas A&M is out with COVID-related issues. They do not feel like they have enough healthy bodies mm. to play in that game against Wake Forest. Right now, currently, as we speak, they're going to look for a new opponent for Wake Forest in there. Very quickly, if somebody played on a national championship team, Colorado Buffaloes, I, I feel awful for the kids sure. involved. You understand safety protocols mm -hmm. and all the like here, but I, I just wonder if this will have a domino effect in college well, football. I hope not. Uh, you know, the, the situation with COVID, and, and we all know the numbers are going up and climbing, and, and so how do you approach it? Uh, I, I think some schools are trying to get out in front of it, mm -hmm. uh, whether they're going to bubble up and house themselves and, and make sure that they're healthy enough and remain healthy uh, in terms of getting to the playoffs or other bowl systems too, because these payouts that these schools are going to be missing. Now, Texas A&M can recover, but think about a smaller school. Uh, a Significant. Three, sure, 3.25 million payout. That, that could help for sure. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to monitor this situation, though. Yeah, and again, we, we saw today where, uh, where Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines all collectively mm -hmm. think get their booster as a football right. team. And I think that's a proactive way of them saying, we want to play mm -hmm. in this college football playoff. So we'll get to that. Uh, we do have Rob Guerrero standing by. Of course, Rob does a great job with SB Nation and a host of Niners Nation. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Stats on Fire. I've had him on the Green Zone. Always great to have Rob on the program. Uh, Rob, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Thursday night matchup here. And it's a big one all of a sudden for the Niners that your stats on fire. They look like they're catching fire right now there in San Francisco, laying the three and a half on the road against Tennessee. Uh, very quickly, to me, when I look at the Niners, the identity offensively of that team is not Jimmy G, but it's Debo Samuel. They seem to feed off of him almost as a, as a running back these days. Is that what Kyle Shanahan is going to continue to do with him, is make him that ultimate hybrid receiver slash running back? I think that is the plan because it's just flat out working. Since week nine, the 49ers have the most explosive pass plays in the entire league. And there was a graphic that ran during the game last week that Debo Samuel has 26% of the 49ers total yards on offense. So as long as it continues to work, I think Kyle's going to stick with it. 
You know, Rob, I want to focus on uh, Garoppolo, too, a little bit. I mean, Debo is spectacular, like you mentioned. But uh, Garoppolo, at the beginning of the year, I I think there was evidence that he was looking over his shoulder. Uh, From a franchise standpoint, you you draft a quarterback that high up. Uh, Of course, the incumbent quarterback is going to worry about that situation. But uh, it doesn't seem like lately he's worried about it. Uh, Certainly a quarterback that's playing with a lot more confidence. Have the 49ers communicated anything to Garoppolo this year? Well, they're kind of sticking to their story that, you know, it's Jimmy's team this year. He gives them the best chance to win. And next year, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But Garoppolo has a ton of support inside that locker room. He's the guy that most of the, especially the entrenched veterans on the team want to see in there. And right now, he's been playing probably as good as he's played with the 49ers. I personally still don't think that's particularly great, but it's good for Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's not putting the ball in harm's way as much right now. And the 49ers are just doing whatever they want offensively, to be honest. Rob, it's interesting, too, staying on that Jimmy G conversation here, because it, it wasn't that long ago that they were one quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. Right. And then we all know the pick or the missed throw there to Emmanuel Sanders rest is history. And I think Jimmy G's they've kind of had that that needle on him ever since. They're not good enough to kind of win the biggest game, the most important game of the year. Do you get the sense that this football team is rounding into a semblance of the shape that made that deep run into the into the Super Bowl not that long ago? See, now you're making me talk about 2019, and that is something that I had (laughs) promised myself I wasn't going to do early in the year when they lost four straight. But if you're making me go there, I will say this is the kind of team we saw in 2019. They scored 30 points a game that year. Right now, since week 10, the 49ers are scoring about 29 points a game. So that is kind of the offensive level that they've picked up to. Now, defensively, they're nowhere close to the team they were in 2019, but Nick Bosa has been a terror on the defensive line. He has 15 sacks on the year. And as long as he can get pressure up front without the 49ers having to blitz, they can sort of hide their cornerbacks who are absolutely hideously bad. And so far, that's what they've been able to do. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I think defensively, that's where the questions lie for me. I mean, offensively, look, the the 49ers are on a run right now and uh, taking on the Tennessee Titans. The Titans have turned the ball over, and that's really their shortcoming so far this year. Uh, This matchup, though, Rob, when you look at the 49ers defense, uh, even though the Titans are are hindered with injuries, uh, I think A.J. Brown's going to be back, but uh, they're they're just not – the caliber that they imagine they would be with Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown. So the adjustments for the Titans, uh, how do the 49ers match up against the Titans that way? Well, this is going to be a very difficult test for the 49ers, I think, because Tennessee is kind of built to play the same way the 49ers want to. Very, very physical. They want to run the ball. I think this is going to be a huge test for the 49ers offensive line. Tennessee is one of the most physical teams, especially up front, that the 49ers will see all year. And we've seen in this San Francisco team, if they can't run the ball and they have to depend more on Jimmy Garoppolo, that's when the offense can kind of sputter a little bit. So that's going to be the test. Can the 49ers move the ball on the ground and be as physical with this Titans defensive line as we saw them be with Atlanta's last week? Atlanta couldn't stop anything. If that happens on Thursday, the 49ers will win this game. Talking with Rob Guerrero, host of SB Nation, Niners Nation. Follow him on Twitter at Stats on Fire. And Rob, this line has been all over the map. It opened up Tennessee at one, and now it's all the way up to the Niners laying three and a half on the road here. 
Kyle Shanahan's an interesting guy. I, I know that uh, you obviously uh, watching him, uh, seeing him in his evolution as a head coach. I covered he and his dad when they were both in Washington, D.C. What, what is Kyle Shanahan's staple on this football team? Is it purely offensively, or is he really, truly building a culture that might have a long run in San Francisco? Well, Kyle's clearly an offensive coach. We know this. But one of the things I actually give him a lot of credit for is the culture that they have built in San Francisco. You know, this is Kyle Shanahan's fifth year. And in three of his four complete full seasons, he's lost 10 or more games. Yet this locker room has not splintered apart. They don't point fingers. This year, they could have crumbled, right? The 49ers lose four straight games with Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance is there. The locker room could have been split and it could have led to disaster. But Kyle righted the ship, and I think that speaks to the culture that he has established with this team. They didn't turn on one another, and now they seem to have righted things. So, you know, I think when it comes to Kyle Shanahan, yes, offensive mind, but also I think the locker room and the team that he's built there, he deserves a lot of credit for, and he doesn't always get. No, that's exactly right. Uh, Very quickly, Rob, because Mike and I, we kind of go this exercise of trying to find value here for some long shots, and I'm not trying to make you go back to 2019 anymore. But are they playing now? Put the records aside. If people want to take a flyer in the Niners to make potentially a long postseason run or to make the Mm -hmm. postseason, are they playing right now as well, if not maybe just a little bit less than the elite teams right now in the NFC? I think they're playing as well as anybody. And to be honest with you, in terms of the NFC, I think they're the team that nobody wants to face. They have studs everywhere on offense, except quarterback, frankly. (laughs) Kyle Shanahan is in his bag when it comes to play calling. So I think that nobody wants to see the 49ers get into the playoffs because I think if they get in, they have as good a shot as anybody. Uh, Rob, always appreciate the uh, the time and the information here. Again, follow him on Twitter at StatsOnFire, host of SB Nation and Niners Nation. All right, uh, Rob, great having you back in the program and we'll catch up with again soon enjoy the game on thursday night thank you anytime all right so so pritch when you look Mm -hmm. at that there and you look at the niners right now they are right now occupying one of those wild card spots at eight and six right and you know we talk about they they feel like to me they're the colts of the nfc that if you don't want to weigh the money on the faves like the division leaders that you see on your screen and you're looking for a long shot to run the table and get back to the super bowl again 2019 wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. I, I think that there is value yeah. on the Niners. And, and you know the family well since you covered them, the Shanahan family. I oh. mean, they they coach with chips on their shoulder. Uh, <laughs> well, one of the most interesting things Mike Shanahan ever said mm-hmm. to me in the collective media was, he said, I'm not always going to tell you the truth. Yeah. I'm going to lie to you. Sure. I appreciated the dishonesty. Sure. But right? like, like, it was a weird juxtaposition. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to tell you certain things that I want to get out that might not be true. Super Bowl coaches typically do that in terms of uh, I'm going to tell you guys, meaning the team, something different than I'm telling every, those guys. Right? So those conversations oh, happen yeah, every time, especially Super Bowl coaches. Like Now, Shanahan, uh, I had him in Denver. Uh, I knew Kyle the back then, too, when he was a little guy. But, um, yeah, they, they coach with chips on their shoulder. And it's feast or famine, playoffs or, or Super Bowl or losing season. Rob wow. pointed that out. Uh, and an opportunity to make, to make a run. And they're playing physical. I think overcoming losing Robert Sala on defense mm. slowed them up a little bit. But you knew Kyle. He, he's one of the best, if not the best, play callers in the league. You knew at some point he was going to get that offense to the level that they're playing at right now. Seems to own Sean McVay. And they go back to those <laughs> D.C. days right. as well. All right, Pritch, enjoy the conversation. We will continue on the other side of a very short break. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Save 50% off a VEASAN all-access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every single game. Sign up today. You also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe it really is a great value joined by mike pritchard here on the lombardi line on vston and speaking to that end though sadly the report breaking news we have right now the gator bowl is off as we talk today because texas a&m has pulled out of the gator bowl in their matchup against wake forest wake forest is still now trying to find an active replacement mike i don't know how in the world that works at this late stage of the game here mm -hmm. but i i feel bad for the kids involved yeah. uh, you hope wake forest can get an opponent, but Texas A&M is out. Right, because you have Christmas break, too, and a lot of kids, uh, even if they're around on campus, but, I mean, the, the fact that, okay, can you get a team uh, to test positive and feel the team and feel, right. you know, be able to take the field. So that was the case uh, with A&M. We'll see what happens, though. All right, so I'm sure, you know, we've seen this in college basketball mm -hmm. with other coaches yeah. going, hey, we're here. Right. We want an opponent. I'm sure that's what Wake Forest is saying right now. Uh, Mike, I always love talking with Lou Finnecaro, our next guest here, of course, does a great job of points for weekly and he's got uh, a great podcast about business with the UFC we can't talk UFC because <laughs> Dana and the boys taking a couple weeks off here but we can talk NFL with Lou so Lou uh, happy ho early holidays to you my friend let's talk about the NFL plays this week and you've got a very interesting trend that you're noticing here and you, you look at it and you go let's start off with this Eagles and Giants game on Sunday uh, and you just think that people are sleeping on some some unders Lou right uh, yes, and, and Mike and Dave, it's great to be on with the two of you. I get you on separate days. To have you both together is really a treat. And yes, I, I listen to the network a lot, and I see everyone really wrestling alligators trying to figure out which side or the other based on all these COVID uh, issues. However, if we track division games where there's familiarity, maybe add some weather because we got towns and cities like Buffalo, Cleveland, Baltimore, Philly, where they play outside. You get division games they are playing outside and you find a way to make a move on some early unders early in the week. Now, yes, you're, you're banking on wind in Baltimore in December, and I don't know that that's that big of a risk. Now you fold in COVID and all COVID does is contribute to your under. In fact, 16 games this weekend, nine of the 16 have had moves of at least a half a point or more to the under. Tampa Bay, Carolina, four and a half points. Giants and Philly, three and a half points. Three of the 16 games remain unchanged. That leaves four games of which those totals have gone over. Three of those are dome stadiums. So it doesn't take a lot of thought to go find on Sunday night and Monday while everybody's having margaritas and enjoying themselves, <laughs> grind out some early work, get yourself in on some unders, and you end up closing with tremendous value. It doesn't mean you're going to win all those games, but we are 
are tracking unders at 55.9%, according to Dave Tooley on the Visa Network. So I, I think I really have a prescription to allow people to take a lot of the thought out of it because COVID only helps your under. Wow. I mean, that's powerful information, too, wow. because I'm thinking about what you're saying, Lou, and uh, combining that with the fact that the whole preparation standpoint from players, coaches, and how disruptive that is, right? And, and we saw that play out just recently, Tuesday, uh, with the Rams and, and their start. But yet, you know, you look at other teams like Philly uh, with their slow start, too. And so, but they get it going at some point. But we're talking about a 60-minute football game, and, mm-hmm. and you factor in the whether you factor in all these other things, I mean, certainly a big case, a nice case right there for unders. I like the position myself. It's been working real well for me, and it's allowed me to sidestep trying to figure out what's happening on the sides of the games because I'll be honest with you, it's very, very difficult. Yeah, I think it's great points, gentlemen. And again, Mike, you know this better than Lou and I and most people in the world, how conservative by nature coaches are anyway. And to Mm -hmm. Lou's point, you add COVID in on that, you're just not going to take that many chances with guys, say, a Nick Mullins, right, or or a Gilbert in Washington. They're just not going to take those big chances down the field because they don't want to make those critical mistakes. Yeah, I mean, offensive coaches in particular, they want to see it work in practice before they call it in a game. And if you have head coaches that are play callers and they haven't seen anything happen or if there's those play callers are not even involved uh, then absolutely the game plan you can imagine how conservative that's going to be well we know though Lou in Kansas City on Sunday the, the play callers there certainly have quarterbacks that they do trust when you look at Mike Tomlin and, and certainly uh, Andy Reid with their quarterback situations here but I, I'm with you and Mike talked about it a little bit here I know you like the under in this game as well and it has ticked down from 46 and a half here to 44 and a half Lou I wonder though is there ever a spot where you say, okay, now it's too low and the value is already gone? Yeah, I I do believe when you play totals, I think you're just trying to grab opportunity where it lies. And for instance, this Pittsburgh game, the look ahead was 48, open 46 Sunday. Now it's 44. You're still in time because people haven't looked that there's going to be 15 to 18 mile an hour wind in Kansas City on Sunday. And when they come up from the bowl games and start to see that Saturday, Sunday, that's when they're going to hit it. That's when the number is going to change. And by taking it now you gain what our goal is CLV closing line value so I'm I'm handicapping wind and I'm happy handicapping the Kansas City defense on the ascent and a team in Pittsburgh that has really offensive line struggles and I think the wind will affect Ben Roethlisberger more than it will affect a young strong Pat Mahomes. Lou what about this game Uh, the Colts and the Cardinals Uh, I'm interested in this game I haven't made a bet on it yet Um, what do you if anything like about this game the situation and do you have a side in this game as well Yes, the weather doesn't affect this one, nor is there familiarity. However, what we have is Indy off a really emotional game against New England. Now they travel down to Arizona, whose stock is pretty low right now. Look at headline, Arizona minus five. Now this game's a pick em. Stop right there. That's too much overreaction. Okay, I'll give you Reich as an advantage at coach, but I've got the advantage at quarterback, and I believe Arizona can rally around. They've shown themselves to be able to rally around injured players, and while this game's at home and they play worse at home than on the road, they know that. I think they're going to try and address it, and I'm all too willing to take that opportunity and that advantage and get Arizona pick them and maybe 
maybe even tease that up to six or use a seven point teaser, uh, depending on where this line uh, ends up on Saturday. Again, this, this could go to Arizona plus one, enhancing that teaser opportunity even more. Talking, of course, with Lou Finnecaro. Follow him on Twitter as I do, at Gamblue. And, uh, gentlemen, I have a, a confession to make here that yesterday I took the Buffalo Bills at plus 1,000 to go ahead and win the Super Bowl. Now, that seems like a long shot away. But, Lou, I love them in this revenge spot against the Patriots catching right now two and a half. Do you think that number might get to three for Bills backers like myself? You know, I don't know how it doesn't, Dave. Uh, this is all about lo loving New England here, and rightfully so. You have two decent offenses. Uh, New England pretty run happy, and Buffalo pretty has ha pass happy, uh, but two really top defenses, two really well-coached special teams. Uh, but how can that number be as low as it is? I make New England three and a half. It comes two and a half. I smell... I smell a bad fish underneath the dock somewhere. Uh, I really <laughs> like Buffalo in this uh, situation because I think I'm going to be one of the few. I'm right there with them, Mike. Yeah. I, I do. I like the Bills in this spot. And Lou, very quickly, when we're trying to forecast your value, and we were just talking about the Niners potentially long-term here uh, in the NFC, the Colts and or Bills in the AFC. Are, would you play those, those longer shots right now? Because, again, it feels like this league, as we all know, is so week to week and so many things can change. I have played the Colts. I'm interested in San Francisco, but San Francisco relies so much on running backs and they have no continuity there. That's the one concern I have with the 49ers. All right, Lou, we're going to wrap it up right yeah. there again. Uh, the great Lou Finnecaro, I'd like to say, because we normally talk UFC in this spot each and every weekly, Lou, and we don't get to do that this week. What are you going to do with yourselves over the holidays when you don't have the UFC fights to break down? I have my database to tighten up. There's names have to come off and just get dates of birthdays and everything together. So I'll do that work along with handicapping uh, the NFL because the playoffs are coming. And as you can hear, the dogs are barking. <laughs> dogs are barking at the Finnecarroll household. Lou, have a Merry Christmas, my friend. We'll catch up with you again next week. Good luck, everyone. Thanks, guys. I always love talking awesome. with Lou about UFC, NFL. It just doesn't matter. Uh, very entertaining and great numbers. And I think mm -hmm. really good advice, too, Pritch, there about the underplays. Because it is significant, especially in the East Coast. So you should take into account where these games are being played and what those weather conditions are in December. Totally agree with that. Absolutely. Lou always brings excellent, excellent information. All right, when we come back, we will talk some more college football and some of the bowl matchups today. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Tis the season of seven days of parlays. The BetMGM is, of course, celebrating the holidays by delivering parlay presents to you each day for an entire week. From December 19th to December 25th, BetMGM customers can unwrap free bets and risk-free wagers when they place a one-game parlay. Plus, there are plenty of parlay boost tokens and other bonuses under the tree. If you're a sports fan, you're automatically on the nice list at the King of Sportsbooks. Not yet registered at BetMGM? All you need to do is to sign up at BetMGM, go to the app, or go to BetMGM.com, and you can enjoy a piece of the holiday action. Get in on the parlay spirit at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard. It is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. And Pritch, we do have a college bowl game today. Mm-hmm. We got Mizzou. I don't know if you've seen their helmets. They are spectacular. Okay. But maybe their team isn't as spectacular as their unis <laughs> as they take on Army. And right now, this number is shot up with the news that Mizzou's talented running back is not going to go in this contest here. Uh, it went from four up to six and a half with that total of 54 and a half. Which way would you lean in this one, knowing that number has shifted significantly? Well, you see Army. I mean, Army lost to Navy, uh, Army-Navy game. I, I think Army always has the pride. Uh, mm. They will have that on their side, but they execute by running the football. Missouri cannot stop the run. No. Uh, and I'll give this insight out right now. When you have to prepare for an option team, it's not so much uh, the scheme. It's the fact that guys are diving at you. Uh, and how do you mimic that in practice? Do wow. you want to? Do you want to risk injuring a player uh, by getting cut in practice and all this stuff? So, uh, you know, guys like you know players from Missouri, they don't really see that as much in the SEC. And, uh, and so from a preparation standpoint, I, I wonder what Missouri did to get ready for Army. Because Army, that's all they do is run that's football. It. 
uh, and uh, the double teams, but then also the nature of what they do with the option and cut blocking and all that. So, I mean, that, that's going to be unique to Missouri and a challenge as well, as well, I think, in this game. I gobbled it up at four last week okay. with, with, with Army. Uh, and again, as a Marine, it's tough to, to wager on, on Army. But mm-hmm. I will do so in this case <laughs> and keep my bias out of it because I do think that's the right side to be on today. We'll see how that plays out in the Armed Forces Bowl. Okay, very interesting stat that Matt Santos, our producer, uh, just handed me before we began this segment. And, and Pritch, I've really been more of a teaser player certainly in the last couple weeks in the NFL because of all the uncertainty right. that we talked about with, with Luffin and Carroll here uh, in trying to judge these lines. And they're already really tight as they are. So I'm trying to find a little bit of that uh, lenience. And we saw it last night playing Seattle. If you took the seven, you're like, man, how did I lose that bet? But if you teased them, you still got home with the mm-hmm. 13, which is also uh, a little bit of the side action I did there. Based on closing line value, at, 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 or closing spreads rather, the best six-point teaser players so far by record – Indianapolis Colts, best in the NFL, if you've teased their games, 12-1-1 to the number. Patriots, 12-2. and uh, You almost had that backdoor scenario where both those teams almost did it mm-hmm. in the last game they played against each other. Packers, 12-2. and Ravens, 11-3. Eagles, 11-3. Dolphins, 11-3. Cowboys and Bengals, also 11-3. Now, I, I wonder if there's a couple teams that you might identify this week that would be the safer choice might be the teaser scenario versus going straight up ATS. And one of those for me might be the Cowboys okay. at home. Because of the COVID uncertainty mm-hmm. that you have right now with the Washington football team in their quarterback play, barring the, with just the news we have as we speak right now, those issues are not there for the Dallas Cowboys. So if you're a little bit apprehensive about laying that 11, and normally five feels like a flat number, but to me, that might be the safer option to go here for a team that's 11-3 and three as a teaser play this year. You know what, Dave? I've been successful with teasers all year long. Um, I'm part of a teaser syndicate. Oh, <laughs> you're in a syndicate? I'm in a syndicate. Oh, I love that. I'm in that. a syndicate because, uh, you know, I grew up in Vegas, and uh, a lot of my friends uh, here locally, uh, when they bet on games, they, they like the teaser situation. So exactly what you're looking for or, or, or talking about right there is what they're looking for, too. So... You know, laying double digits, I mean, to me, this time of year and so much is going on, and and I understand how these players are feeling right now. Mm -hmm. Nobody feels great. Uh, And now you're trying to execute against a team that's going to know exactly what you're doing. That that gets tough. It's just like getting a first down. Getting 10 yards is tough in the National Football League. So, uh, yeah, looking for teaser situations, I'm always doing that. Uh, This one in particular, when you have the Dallas Cowboys offense, struggling, not on the same page all the time. Injuries have hampered them a little bit too. Uh, And then what they can do defensively. I I think Washington is at a challenge, but we just saw last night, if you get a couple turnovers, all of a sudden that team starts to believe in themselves, right? And uh, makes it it a tighter game than what uh, it should be. So because of that, yeah, I mean, I definitely look for teasers this time of year. Can I interest you in one more? Sure. Okay, the Miami Dolphins is a teaser play. Mm -hmm. They're 11-3. and We know they've won six straight games here on this win streak that they're on. As they get back into the playoff scenario. Three right now at BetMGMs. I saw some three and a halfs out there as well. To me, boy, especially if you get that hook, if you could tease that up to nine and a half with yeah. fighting fish and what you would think is a defensive battle against Taysom Hill and Tua Tungavailoa, I don't know which quarterback you trust more, but to me, if you're giving me nine, man, I got to back the fish on the road. I tell you what, I've lost money. <laughs> okay, first of all, I won money betting the Saints, and then I lost money backing them too long because what they did against Tampa – I had been looking for. I, I thought when I did. Oh, you talking them, about the Eagle game? 
where they got blown out in Philadelphia. And I I I was on the Saints that Sunday, too. Sure, or even the Titans game and, and, you know, all these other games in which I'm waiting for the defense we saw against Tampa to show up each and every week. Wow. But then again, circumstances. Okay, primetime spot is Tampa Bay. They're going to get up for that game, right? Mm -hmm. Will the Saints defense get up for the Dolphins like they did against Tampa? I mean, they're human. I, I, I don't believe so. Right. But can Coach Payton convey to them that they need to play like that each and every week? Because Miami, they are not creative offensively. They're running a college football offense, and they keep everything short and quick for Tua. If you know that as a defense, I mean, which the Jets did when they jumped the route in right, the fourth quarter right. to tie the game on the exactly. pick six. And then the players that you have with the Saints, that defensive front too. But then on the other side, you got the Dolphins defense that can play well. So under for search for sure in this game, looking at that scenario, um, from a teaser standpoint, I mean, if you want to pair up, you know, teasing a total, I don't do that too much. Yeah. But uh, in this situation, from a teaser standpoint, yeah, I mean, Miami. Uh, and New Orleans, it, it looks like uh, one of those situations that I would look to tease. And, you know, it's very interesting because, again, that gives me a little bit of pause mm-hmm. when you break down offensively what the Dolphins are doing. So maybe that nine and a half doesn't feel as safe right. as it felt like five minutes ago. But let me interest you in one more, and that is the Green Bay Packers okay. against, Green, against the Cleveland Browns. That number is at seven. I mean, you're trying to find those teasable numbers, right? So for me, the Dolphins to go through those key numbers of seven and eight mm-hmm. to get to nine because eight is still as, as key almost to seven now. So at this number of seven, it becomes almost an Al Davis game, just win, baby. Right for the for the Packers and all they do is figure out ways to win. I teased them last week at Baltimore. I had to sweat out a two point conversion. <laughs> you did, but we got home, Mike. <laughs> so I'm wondering, would that be another scenario? I can't back the Browns right now on no. the road taking 13. To me, this is a tease down scenario for Green Bay as they try to get that number one. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, even with Baker, uh, the Browns, uh, how prolific are they going to be against the Packers in that defense? I mean, we saw Huntley and the Ravens get back in it, but the Ravens have been doing that all year. Yeah, uh, it's different when you can get back into games and then make them close, and, and that's part your DNA, that's who you are all year, where, where the Browns, uh, look, I think it's blowouts or, or you know, right. uh, insignificant offensive play, too. So the Packers have been consistent. Uh, I think they can put the pedal to the metal whenever they want. They can play that style. How they, do you want to lose? Sure. You want to run the ball? You want right. to throw the ball? With yep. 12, we they, can do that. And they can grind it out, too. So uh, looking at the Packers clicking on all cylinders and really eyeing the possibility of being a number one overall seed because that's – it's going to help out Aaron Rodgers no for doubt. that playoff run. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. I think that's a teasable scenario here mm-hmm. with Green Bay. Very quickly before we end the show here, on the Lombardi line, one more. <laughs> I look at the Ravens on the road against the Bengals in a critical AFC North matchup, and right now they're getting about two and a half. Mm-hmm. So my quick math and VCU education tells me I'm going to get eight and a half <laughs> if I tease that through that seven and eight number here. Are you biting on that, not knowing the quarterback situation for John Harbaugh? Yeah, I mean, think about the Bengals and how they got up for the Broncos. Like, they they really rallied behind the fact that they're on the road. It's us against them. And they were able to do it. Uh, played a great game and did enough to win. But that's the problem. They did enough to win. Now they're at home. Uh, and within the division, though, the Bengals are Ooh. confident and they take care of business. So I, if I'm playing this game, it is teasing the Ravens up, though. Okay, so either that that would be a, a stay-away scenario. Again, we don't, normally don't advocate teasing it the other way yeah. when a small number like two and a half to get the plus points with the, with the Bengals. We would think that the smarter way to go would be the Ravens plus the eight and a half if you want to do those teaser scenarios. Again, you got to find a dance partner. Mm-hmm. You can't just bet one. So when you're doing those uh, two-team six-point teasers, again, we're just trying to just tell you that best teams so far to those teaser numbers, and again, the Colts at 12-1-1, almost perfect all year long right. in teaser scenarios. Again, they would be getting six right now against Arizona. But again, earlier in the week, that was they were getting four. 
a straight up before mm-hmm. that line move. You could have had him at 10. You could have had him at 10. So timing <laughs> is everything. Pritch, really enjoyed it today. I enjoyed it too, Dave. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for sitting in, uh, and thanks for watching the Lombardi Line right here on Beeston. Enjoy the rest of your holiday season. We'll be back here tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy Beeston, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.